0: Bind of Obstacles, online support for Zen training. www.bindobstacleszen.com In studying the way, the mind of the way is primary. This temple in the remote mountains and deep valleys is not easy to reach and people arrive only after sailing over oceans and climbing mountains. Without treading with the mind of the way, it is difficult to arrive at this field. To refine the rice, first the bran must be removed. This is a good place in which to engage engage the way. And yet, I am sorry that the master, Dogen, does not readily attend to others by disposition. However, by day or night, the voice of the valley stream happens to be conducive for carrying water. Also, in spring and fall, the colors of the mountain manage to be conducive for gathering firewood. I hope that cloud and water monks We'll keep the way in mind. I remember a monk asked Shoshan, All the Buddhas come forth from this sutra. What is this sutra? Saoshan responded, Speak softly, speak softly. The monk asked, how should we receive and maintain it? Sao Shan said, it can never be defiled. Suppose someone asks me, Dogen, what is this sutra? I would say, if you call it this sutra, your eyebrows will fall out from talking too much. As to how should we receive and maintain it, I would say, as if it's night and a person gropes with their hand behind their body for the pillow. We'll focus on this today in the little time that we have and Tetsugan will be talking about this tomorrow and then we'll both talk about it again on Sunday. This uh, Dogen's extensive record, Eheko Roku, is one of the two main collections of Dogen's teachings that have come down to us to this day. The Shobogenzo being one and this the other. There's also a collection of 300 koans but uh, that is more or less the database that uh, Dogen used to, to uh, gather together resources for a kōroku and shobogenzo. The shobogenzo he uh, wrote and then would read. Apparently, his uh, discourses to practitioners, or when he was invited to uh, give a talk for his uh, donors or other lay people. But the kōroku, the extensive record, Dogen. Uh, you know, the recordings of Dogen's talks to the practitioners in the monastery. A number of uh, Dogen's disciples would uh, remember what he said and then uh, write it down. Afterwards, of course, that's how they were recorded. This, uh, and there's over 500 of these uh, kinds of uh, Hawks in the Iheko-roku. This is right in the middle. Coming not too long after Dogen and a group of monks had left uh, had left Kyoto, and moved into the mountains. Uh, even uh, today, not that uh, convenient a place Eheiji to get to, although big tour buses do get there. So. Nobody's climbing mountains these days, but it's still kind of out of the way. So he left one of the major metropolitan areas uh, in the world at the time, in about twelve forty-two or three, went off to the mountains. We don't know why. He doesn't mention any particular reason um, in any of the talks or in Up. So, a number of points here that we'll touch upon today and dig into over the course of the weekend. First, he says, in studying the way, the mind of the way is primary. This is also known as bodhicitta or way seeking mind. Way seeking mind. It's like the awakened mind seeking the awakened mind. What is the away the way-seeking mind? In many classical sources as well as in Dogen's teachings, the mind that is intimate with impermanence is this way-seeking mind. The mind that opens to the radical fluidity of this life and lets down its guard, really, the guard that clings to some false sense of permanence in the face of enormous amounts of data the mind that not only observes impermanence, sees impermanence in. In the lilac bush that was just in full bloom and illuminating visually and olfactorily, incredible smell. You can smell it all the way to the street. And now... Those blossoms have faded almost completely. The peonies blooming. The climatics blooming. And they too, of course, blooming and fading. And this life of yours, this life of mine as well, of course, blooming and fading. So one aspect of the practice of being intimate, observing impermanence, is to observe it. But the mind that observes impermanence is still removed, still in kind of the moon palace, still separate subject and object. So to really be intimate with impermanence is to allow this body and mind to be nothing but impermanence, with no part left out, and so we approach this point in many ways, The breath is suggested as a practice. It's a wonderful practice, of course, because the breath is always changing in subtle ways. And permanence right here. This body is breathing. So we can see the breath. The subject observes the object. It is necessary to become more intimate to really know the breath, to be the breath. So we enter the mysterious pivot, suddenly it turns, and we are the breath. It's all due to the power of the way seeking mind and holding that primary, as Dogen said. Of course, there's there's many things in our life that we can hold as primary. And for folks living a householder life, of course, job, relationship, family, all those things. And it's studying the way The mind of the way is primary. And Dogen noted that his temple was remote in the mountains and deep valleys. So it wasn't easy to reach. It's also very cold there, Deheji. Lots of snow, over six feet of snow in the winter. people had, sailed over oceans. One of his, uh, uh, one of the monks living at a Heiji was from China, had met Dogen in China and then followed him uh, to Japan. Just a small group of people, but even in that small group of people, having done really extraordinary things to practice the way. without treading with the mind of the way through these extraordinary things, they're just extraordinary things, you know. And so, it's necessary in the course of our journey, of course, to make that mind of the way primary. To refine the rice, he says, first the brand must be removed. There's something you got to let go of it's just the way it works when we make the mind the way primary something's got to go we can't do everything with this life so there are choices to be made things that we don't follow through on or follow up on or complete that, that maybe we wish we had time for of course but if we put the mind of the way primary, then the brand, of course, will drop off. And he concludes this little section saying, this is a good place to engage the way. Then I feel that about here too. Not so hard to get to. <laughs> of course. Right in the middle of a uh, continent with freeways coming every which way, and airports. And it's not necessary to risk life and limb. But it is necessary to let go of something. You know, genjo Khan, says to study the way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. Very important. Studying the way is not just wallowing in our reflections about the self. Being duped by the self-process. And goes on to notice that he says, and yet, you know, these people have come from a long way. And he says, and yet, I'm sorry that I'm not readily uh, I, read, I don't readily attend to others by disposition. A confession that is uncommon in Goroku or the Shabogenzo Genzo that uh, Dogen very seldom has that kind of a personal critique. There are a few other times. But... And what we know about this person, Dogen, is that he was quite introverted and sickly. Spent an incredible amount of time sitting Zazen and studying, writing, However, by night or day, the voice of the valley stream happens to be conducive for carrying water. (laughs) It's a good thing, this sickly introverted master of Zen living up in the mountains. It's a good thing that the valley stream carries the water and carries the sound by itself. There's nothing he has to do about that. Lucky for us that the the truck and the air and the street are conducive to producing the sound of bruh, 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 bruh. chimes clinging together are conducive to the sound of the chimes. In spring and fall, the colors of the mountains manage to be conducive for gathering firewood. I hope that cloud and water monks will keep this way in mind. And then he said, I remember. The monk asked, Shaoshan. All the Buddhas, all the Buddhas come from this sutra. What is this sutra? Sutra, as you know, is a Buddhist scripture. Sanskrit word. The Sanskrit word sutra is related through Latin to the English word suture. So originally it seems to have been like a ligament or a thread. And the character that the Chinese chose for Sutra pronounced Jing uh, also, of course, means Sutra. But it also means to uphold. It also means to bear. It also means warp. So like where when you're weaving, it's the warp is the point where the Two threads cross. It's also the same character for menstruation. I've never read any commentary on that, but there's so little in spiritual literature that is menstruation positive that I think is quite interesting that the word for sutra and menstruation maybe in terms of the red thread are the same so this sutra, this connection this thread this intersection point the monk is inquiring about. And all the Buddhas, all the awakened ones, come from right here, come from that intersection. So what is it? What is this sutra? Sashan responded, Hush it! Hush it! Don't tell me, show me. The monk said how should we receive and maintain it? Shan said it can't be defiled. It can't be messed with. It can be avoided however. It can be looked away from. It can be put in a tertiary role in one's life. Penetrating question, though, eh? All the Buddhas come from this sutra. What is this sutra? And of course, he's not talking about the Diamond Sutra, or the Heart Sutra. That, too, of course. But the, the sutra, the connection, the thread of this moment this limpid moment what is it that might be something to explore during the sishin all the buddhas come from this sutra what is this sutra suppose someone asked me, "Hey, what is this sutra? I would say, if you call it this sutra, already, basically he uses a Zen kind of expression of speech, but basically he's saying, if you call it a sutra already, you're talking too much. But, of course, and with Shaoshan too saying, speak softly, speak softly, you might think it's about being quiet. But of course, it's not about words or silence. The truth vividly leaps through both words and silence. So, what is it, this sutra? As to how should we receive and maintain it? Dogen says, quoting from the koan about compassion, maybe Tensugan can talk about that tomorrow. But we'll come back to it sometime, because I think I'm out of time. But the sentence stands on its own fine, as if it's night, and a person gropes with their hand behind their body for the pillow. In this radical intimacy, night. Night is this radical intimacy without separation between self and other, this and that. Studying the self and the self forgotten. And the person gropes behind, with their hand, behind their body, with the hand for the pillow. What is this sutra? Explore this point with your quiet mind, your stable sitting. In this place, which is a good place for practicing the way,